Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and we're in for an exciting episode with episode number 32 of our Hockey Card Podcast. I know I say at the onset of probably every episode that this is going to be an exciting episode, but I truly mean it this time because we're going to branch off into a new world of hockey cards on a more regular basis. And what that is, is coming up shortly. As many of us are well aware, the NHL is on a little bit of a break this week. They have their NHL All-Star festivities going on this coming weekend, and it looks to be entertaining, I'll say. Now, as of the recording of this podcast, the skills competition is about to take place in a few hours, so I'm looking forward to that. As far as the game goes the next day, it's a fun little exhibition, you know, with the a lot of high scoring, you know, fun goals to watch. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little bit of a prediction before it even starts to say, I think the team that's going to win it is going to be the team from Toronto with Austin Matthews. Just call it a guess, but I figure I'd put that out there. In our second segment of the show, I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at three potential trade candidates who have been rumored to maybe be on the trading block. I thought it'd be interesting to see who these players are, where their card values are currently, and maybe you know throw some thoughts as far as what they could do if they get traded. And lastly, with the NHL All-Star Game happening this weekend, well, I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at the captains of each one of these teams, the NHL All-Star teams, and take one player of my choice off of each of their teams. And again, let's see what their card values are doing before the game takes place. So we have a lot to get to. I'm excited to get to it. I'm not even going to hesitate one more second. You know what we're going to do, people. We're going to get right into it. But before we get right into it, just a quick reminder that the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast is by no way, shape, or form a financial advice podcast when it comes to hockey cards or trading cards in general. This podcast is meant for entertainment value only, meaning that you should be entertained listening to a fool like myself give my opinions about hockey cards and what they're going to do. Now let's get into the episode. Okay, hockey card fans, as mentioned at the beginning of this show, we've got a little bit of a new kind of, I don't want to say format, but a new way we're going to look at hockey cards as far as investing and on the hockey card market. Now, if you follow this podcast for the first 31 episodes, you've realized that I've kind of spent almost all my time talking about the Young Guns card. Now, the reason why I did that is because, again, I wanted to get into the podcast, get my feet wet with something I'm comfortable with. Now, I'm very comfortable with the Young Guns card. It's almost like a day trader type of scenario. There's a lot of them in the market, typically. Pretty easy to judge what the market is doing with them. Take some shots on some things that aren't going to cost you, you know, the mortgage payment, but at the same time making a nice little piece of change if we do things right. Well, as some famous person probably once said, 
If you're not moving forward and you're standing still, you're probably slowly dying off. We're not going to do that here at the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. We are going to venture forward, people. And how are we going to do that? We're going to start really taking a look at the SP Authentic Future Watch Auto card on top of the Young Guns card. So what we will do now in a lot of these segments are we'll rotate between looking at the Young Guns values and what the market's doing to now introducing you to the Future Watch market and what it's doing and some thoughts on that. So we'll have a more, I guess you could say, variety of cards to pick from. Now, I will say that I'm not the expert when it comes to the Future Watch Auto and the card as there are some people out there who know everything about this series and everything about this card as far as the ins and outs. I'm more of a, you know, average collector. I've built myself up to that. I understand the market a little bit better than, say, a few years ago. So I thought it'd be interesting to start incorporating some of my thoughts on these Future Watch Autos. Now, for those of you who might not be familiar with this product, this is a product that's made by Upper Deck, but it's by SP Authentic, and that's where you get the Future Watch Auto card. Now, typically the way it works is you get, I think it's about one Future Watch Auto per box, but I'm going to digress there and say, hey, look, if you're really interested in knowing about exactly what you get in each one of these boxes, you know, go to these other websites or YouTube channels like Zri. Uh, he does a great job explaining what's in every single box as far as the set and uh, what's happened through the year. So I'll leave that explanation up to the experts. Another reason why I decided to start discussing this is because I've noticed that the prices for these boxes have come down since the COVID era, if you would, of the box. Looking at the price back then, to buy a box of 2019-20 SP Authentic, it was going to run you between $400 and $500 for one box. In 2020-21, well, it came down a little bit. It was now about $235 a box. But for, compared the two years, in the first one, the 19 and 20, you had guys like Quinn and Jack Hughes, Kale McCars in there. Well, that's $400. The following year, Alexei Lafreniere is the big name, kind of, and now you can see, well, they're going to strip it away because not as many people want to buy it. Flash forward to 2021-22, get a box for about $140. Get your Ciders, your Raymonds, your McTavishes. 2022-23, now you can get them for about $125 for a Beneers or an Owen Powers. So again, you're seeing that the prices come down to a more manageable realistic price point than that $400, which is, if you followed me, you know, I can't stand it when these card companies pump up the price of a box just because there's names in there knowing that we're going to buy it. Stick true to your price point, companies. Come on now. But there's also a reason why we will pay stupid prices for these, this product, and it's simply this. I think this is probably the top two autograph as far as the hockey card market is concerned. I think the only one that's kind of pushing it out of the number one spot is the Cup RPA. I think they do a great job with that. But with that being said, I do think SP Authentic, some of their years, are the best design cards in hockey as far as how they look with the autographs. And we're actually going to go into another episode at another podcast where I give you the best years as far as the designs go, in my opinion, for SP Authentic. Well... There's the earth-shattering news that I promised you. And basically, all we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking a look at a great card in the NHL hockey card market 
and that is the SP Authentic Future Watch Auto. I'm really excited about that, but let's get into the next segment where we talk about some trade candidates and what their cards might do. Well, I can't believe it, folks, but here we are. We're at the halfway point of the NHL season, and we know what happens after the All-Star game. Teams start to figure out what they need to make a playoff push to make a Stanley Cup push, and that means we're talking trades are coming in the NHL pretty soon, people. So let's talk about three names that I've heard as far as potential trades, and I just wanted to take a look at them and say, where are their card values now, and if they did get traded, what could potentially happen to their values. So let's start off with the first player in our discussion, and I'm going to discuss Oliver Wallstrom of the New York Islanders. Now some reports have popped up where the Islanders are potentially looking to move Oliver for some other needs. And it's understandable why they could be looking to move this player. He's really not producing this year at all. In 23 games, he only has two goals and four assists. So he's really not doing that much for the New York Islanders and the way that they are currently playing. So this would be someone that would be interesting to move to a team that's a contender who's looking to build some depth. Now currently, Oliver Wallstrom's PSA 10 Young Guns card only has a population of 52 and is currently selling on average for $30 US. Now here's an interesting fact too. His Future Watch Auto, aha people, here we go, in PSA 10 format, only has a pop count of 48. So roughly around the same pop count as the Young Guns card, but that card's only selling for $85. So for another $55, you get an autograph on top of, you know, just the basic rookie card. Now, how do I think his value will be affected moving forward? I don't think it affects it that greatly at all. Because again, he's kind of a player that's off everybody's radar. He's a really good player for the New York Islanders, but again, in that market, the Rangers definitely have the market share of that. But let's say he leaves the Islanders and goes to a bigger market team, somebody that maybe even pushed for a cup. Let's say he went to, say, the Dallas Stars. It's a pretty good market, and I'll tell you, if you get him on, say, the second line or the third line, he starts producing... Maybe you see this card go up a little bit, but again, he's going to be in the shadows of guys like Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz and Jake Ottinger, say, in Dallas. That just seems to be the type of player he is. Now, I could be completely wrong, and he goes to a team and leads them in the playoff scoring, but as I see it right now, if he was to get traded to another team, I don't really see his card value moving that much. The next player who we've heard rumors of that might be on the move is Vladimir Tarasenko of the Ottawa Senators. Now, he's having a pretty good year down there, or I should say up there in Ottawa. In 45 games this year, he has 13 goals and 20 assists for 33 points. So, not too bad. But as we've seen, the Ottawa Senators don't look like they're going to be making the playoffs this year. So they're probably going to be looking to move someone like this where they can pick up some kind of compensation that, again, that'll help them build towards their future. That should be happening in the very near future, I would hope, with the talent pool they have there. Now, Vladimir Tarasenko's PSA 10 Young Guns card, the population count is at 511, and it's currently selling on average for about $50 US. Now, his Future Watch Auto PSA 10 only has a pop count of 50. 
and that's selling on average for about $100. Now, how do I see his card going if he happens to get traded? I think this is a player that you could see some increase because he is a natural goal scorer. He has the talent. He has the ability around the net to put the puck in. For whatever reason, in Ottawa, he's just having a tough time doing it. So if you could pick up his Young Guns card at $50 and he gets traded to a playoff team, again, that makes a push with some good talent around them, he's not going to get outshined by them. He may not be the star and shine the brightest, but he'll be right in the mix of those players who constantly show up on the score sheet as well as on your TV screen when something happens. So for $50 or for $100, this would be a guy I would definitely take a risk on. You know, watch, see if the rumors grow more and more that he's going to get traded. And if you can buy in at this low price point, and again, he does something, this is a guy whose card value I could see increasing if he gets traded to a contender. Now the final person or player we're going to discuss is from the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that is Jake Gensel. Now this one kind of surprised me that his name was kind of being tossed about of someone who could be traded. But again, if Pittsburgh's kind of struggling in that, you know, break point of they make it, they don't. If they start going a little more south of that, I could definitely see Pittsburgh kind of putting up the white flag and saying, let's get rid of, you know, trade away some of these players to get something to build towards the future. But the surprising part is, Jake Gensel is a great player that I don't know why you'd want to get rid of him. In 46 games this year, he has 22 goals and 27 assists for 49 points. Now that's some great stats for a guy. He plays everywhere. Jake Gensel's always involved in the play. He's always around the puck. He always makes smart hockey moves. So for them to be considering to trade that, you know, Jake Gensel, there's some team out there salivating to get this player on their team. Now, Jake Gensel's PSA 10 Young Guns card currently has a population of 172. That's a pretty low number for a PSA 10 Young Guns of Jake Gensel. And that's selling for, on average, $130 US. Now, his Future Watch Auto in PSA 10 format only has a pop count of 66. And that's currently selling for about $300 US. Now, this is the player, if I had some kind of alarm, buttons to go off, you know, buy, buy, buy. This is the guy that I'd be hitting that button for right now. If Jake Gensel goes from the Pittsburgh Penguins, again, let's say to a contender. Let's say he goes to a Vancouver. He goes to, I don't know, a Boston. He goes to another team that, that's going to make a run at the Stanley Cup. This guy's going to be in the top, I'd say, one or two lines. He's going to be on a power play, probably, again, probably on the number two if they already have a, an established number one. But this guy's going to produce. And also, when it comes to the playoffs, he shines. I can always remember, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins games where the guy that showed up the most on the highlight wasn't Crosby or Malkin. It was this guy, Jake Gensel. So for $130 for a PSA 10, I would definitely buy in at that price point with there only being 172 of them on the market. And I got to admit, even at $300 for his PSA 10 Future Watch Auto, there's only 66 of them on that market. If he goes to a contender, if they make a push and get into the Stanley Cup, this will be the card that you're going to look back on and say, that's the one that I miss. Jake Gensel by far would be the one that I would consider buying heavily on if trade talks continue with this player. Okay, for our final segment, I thought it would be interesting to take a look at each one of the four all-star teams, teams Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, and Hughes, and take a look at 
where the captain's future watch auto card currently is in raw form and in PSA 10 form. And then I picked one other player of my choice off each team just to do the same, just to see where their, you know, cards are sitting in the market as far as the future watch auto. So let's start it off with Team Hughes. So Quinn Hughes is the captain of that team. So his Future Watch Auto PSA 10 pop count is currently at 111 and is selling on average for about $575. Now if we look at the 30-day market total on that or percentage uh, you know, increase or decrease on that, it's basically been pretty steady throughout that time period, hasn't gone up or down too much. Now the raw card, on the other hand, is currently selling on average for $340 US. And in the last 30 days, that's actually increased almost 6%. And that's understandable. Quinn Hughes has been playing great. No more discussion on that one. But the other player I figured let's talk about on his team is, well, let's talk about his brother, Jack Hughes, and what his Future Watch Auto is doing. Now, currently, Jack Hughes' Future Watch Auto PSA 10 pop count is at 137 and it's currently selling on average for $3,000 US. Now that's up 4% in the last 30 days, and that's with him being injured. So again, this is a highly sought after card of a highly talented player. Now his raw card is currently selling for $1,200 for a future watch auto card, and that's up about 1% in the last 30 days. So one of the things you can kind of take from us talking about future watch autos is this, Look at how low their PSA 10 pop count is. Now remember, there's only a 999 of each player's card with a signature on it, excluding the, you know, future watch auto with the patches. This is just the auto. So there's only just about a thousand of these cards. You could see why they're holding their value pretty strongly now and even in the future when players aren't doing so well. Next, let's talk about Team McKinnon. Now, Nathan McKinnon is the big gun on that team, and he's the captain. Now, his Future Watch Auto PSA 10 pop count is currently sitting at 163 and is selling on average for about $1,600 US. That's currently up 10% in the last 30 days. Now, how is his raw Future Watch Auto measuring up? Well, you can currently buy that card for about $850 US, and that's up 7% in the last 30 days. So Nathan McKinnon, another solid season so far, halfway through. His card value is still maintaining that high value because, again, premium card of a premium player. But let's take a look at his teammate on Team McKinnon, and let's take a look at the defenseman, Kale McCarr. Now his PSA 10 pop count for his Future Watch Auto is 125 and is selling on average for about $1,700 US. That card's actually down 1.5% in the last 30 days. Not a huge shift. We've seen this card up over 2,000 very easily in the past year. So to see it kind of level off here is, is about where a lot of people expected it. Now this raw Future Watch Auto sells for $775 US on average. And again, for the 30-day total, that's where it's been maintaining. Hasn't really gone up or down too much from there. So we see the Future Watch Auto for these two guys, again, holding their value. Low pop counts, great card, high quality player. Definitely, you know, if you're looking for an investment as far as where you're going to have to pay a little bit more, but these guys perform even a little bit better than typical, 
their values go up on a more regular basis. Next, we have Team Connor McDavid. Now, Connor McDavid, what else is there to be said about this guy? Probably the greatest player in NHL hockey as we speak. I would argue there's a couple of guys that are starting to nip at his coattails a little bit, but he's definitely the number one overall. Now, his future watch auto is PSA 10 Pop Cuts, only 68. And they sell on average for $15,200 US. Now, their 30 day percentage increase or decrease, about the same. And that's because, again, that card does not sell that often. Now, the raw version of this card sells on average for about $6,000 US. That too is at a level point as far as percentage increase or decrease for the reasons that we just mentioned before. But let's take a look at his teammate, my Boston Bruin, my favorite player, David Pasternak. Now his PSA 10 pop count for his future watch auto is only 87. And it sells on average for $1,200 and is actually up about 1% in the last 30 days. Now the raw version of this card sells on average for $650 US and that's up about 2% in the last 30 days. So you all know I'm a Bruins fan. I could talk about this guy for hours. I have one of his PSA 10s Future Watch Autos by Possession, and I have a few of his raw versions of this. I've actually picked up the raw Future Watch Autos recently because I thought at the beginning of the season, I thought he would have a continuance of the season he had last year. Boy, am I glad I did that because he has definitely picked up where he left off last year, and I am really happy for him. I hope he helps my Bruins get to a Stanley Cup even more so. If this card value keeps going up and up and up, this may be the best investment I've ever made in a player in the last few years. And with the final team we'll discuss, that's the hometown favorite, Team Austin Matthews. Now AM34, his future watch autos, PSA 10 pop count is only 77. And that sells on average for $4,300 US. Now the last 30 days, that's down about 3.5%. But again, not a huge swing. There's just, again, so few of these cards that when a sale happens, if, even if it's a little off, it's going to show a percentage bigger than the reality really is. Now you can currently buy the raw version of this card for $2,800 to about $3,200. That's about the range they're selling for. And that's up about 2% in the last 30 days. Hey, what can I say that I haven't already said about Austin Matthews? I, I, I love him as a player. I wish he was on my team. I think, you know, besides Connor McDavid, I think he's like the 1A player. He's nipping on Connor's coattails. This is tough for me as a Bruins fan to say, but I really hope this guy does get a cup in his career because he is definitely one of those guys that deserves to hoist up a Stanley Cup. Now, there was a lot of players I could have picked from, you know, his team that were really solid players, you know, high profile players that we could talk about and high profile card values. But I decided we talk about Alex Dabrinkit of the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. Yep. I hear you. There were a lot of other players on there I could have discussed, like a Mitch Marner, who, you know, we his card value is great. Great card to talk about. But the reason I wanted to talk about Alex Dabrinkit is this. Here's a guy who made the NHL All-Star team, and deservedly so. In 50 games, he has 18 goals and 25 assists for 43 points for the Detroit Red Wings, who are a good team, and they're on the up and up, and he is one of the top scorers on that team, along with, say, a Dylan Larkin. So he makes the NHL All-Star team. He's been a pretty consistent player for a number of years, but check this out. 
you can get an Alex DeBrincat Future Watch Auto PSA 10, which has a pop count of only 96, and you can get it for $185 US. That's even down 2% in the last 30 days. Even better than that, you could get his raw Future Watch Auto for only $75 US on average. And as far as the 30 day percent increase or decrease, it's again stayed about the same in that time period. Here is a Future Watch Auto, which is one of the more highly sought after cards in the market. And you can get a guy who's putting up, again, almost a point per game this year. He's going to be a solid performer for that team moving forward, or if he gets traded somewhere else. He's on the NHL All-Star team. He plays for an original 16, and you can get his PSA 10 Future Watch Auto for under $200. That's just fascinating to me. He falls into almost that Miko Rantanen category of why isn't the NHL hockey card market giving him the love that he deserves? If Alex DeBrincat played for, say, the Bruins and was on the number two line and he's producing like he was, I guarantee you this card would be closer to 250, maybe 275 for a PSA 10. And we can't say that, well, maybe it's because they're not winning that this card value isn't where it should be. Because if we go back to our main case, which is Miko Rantanen, he's won a cup. He's a top goal performer for his team year in and year out. And again, you can get his card for almost nothing. I wish somebody would explain these little nuances to me that are, you know, has been in the card game a lot longer than I have. If someone could explain to me how a Miko Rantanen or an Alex DeBrincat is not seeing any love in the NHL market, I would love to know the reason for that. Wow, who would have thought that the NHL All-Star Game would have really got me fired up this much when it came to hockey card values and why they're so low on certain players. But I digress. So there we gave you some examples of what future watch autos are doing for some of the current NHL All-Star captains, as well as a player that's off their team. And we just reviewed where their market is currently. And this would be something that we can kind of put in our back pocket. And let's see what happens then at the end of the season as to where these cards end up. Now, before we go, I thought it would be interesting that I give you who I would consider to be the best investment of these eight players before the season ends. Now, this isn't just simply who I think the best player is and who's going to just, you know, crush it with stats or what have you. This is where their cards are currently. Who am I buying right now? Because I think their card's going to be higher at the end of the year. Now, I know most people probably say, well, you just went on complaining about Alex DeBrincat. You're probably going to buy a ton of his cards. No, I'm not going to. And here's why. I do have a bunch of them already. I've been buying this guy for a while. And you know what? That market's not moving as quickly as I like. I'm going to hold on him because I think he needs, again, a solid team around him and a playoff push for this card to go up. Now, as far as some of the heavy hitters like Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, for the money you would have to put in to get one of their cards right now, yeah, you know what? They could, again, see an increase. That's a lot of money to put into one card on a coin flip or a gamble, if you would. So for me, the most sensible investment of one of these players is David Pasternak. You can get his raw Future Watch Auto, let's say for $600. He's on pace to score potentially 60 goals this season. 
If he does that, I think that's the card that you're going to say, wow, I paid $600 for this card, and it probably went up to close to $800, $900 if he's you know, going to continue to score like he is. So for my opinion, the best investment of those eight players from the NHL All-Star team is the David Pasternak Future Watch Auto Raw card for about $600 to $650 U.S. And there's the siren to end the period, and our podcast as well. Well, the coach has come in, he's wrapped up what we've done in the game so far, and he's very happy with our performance. He's actually even given us the next day off, no practice. So let's take advantage of that, people, and let's go have some fun. So I told you, this was going to be a different episode for you, and I thought it was a little bit more exciting because we're going to introduce a new wrinkle to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, and that is to add in the future watch autos when we discuss a player and their rookie cards. What do you think of the new addition to the show? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Do you even really care? Well, I'd like to hear it either way. If you go to my Instagram account at Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Podcast, leave me a message there. Let me know what you think about the Future Watch Auto Edition on a more regular basis. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should I adjust it? Either way, let me know. I'd like to thank each and every one of you who tuned in to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. As I mentioned, every week we grow on a weekly basis as far as listens and followers are concerned. If you haven't already done so, please give us a follow, give us a like, give us a shout out, tell your friends about it, because we're getting a lot of great people and we're having a lot of great hockey card discussions. And while all this is going on, you guys are giving me a lot of great ideas for future content, such things as some interviews. We will be doing some live one-on-one interviews with people from the hockey card market very soon. But until then, you're just going to have to put up with some weirdo that likes to talk about hockey cards for about 20 minutes or so and give you his dumb and weird opinions that may or may not come true. But we'll have some fun talking about it either way. So for the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, I'm your host, Jay, and I'm going to leave you with this. What I'd like you to do is go take a look at your collection and look at a card right now that is your favorite card to look at on a regular basis or something that you just don't want to let go of as of this moment and just kind of take it in. Because as we said before, you probably didn't get into this as a kid to make a lot of money. You got into it to collect some cool cards. And I'll even give you what my card is. Currently, I'm staring at a 2021-22 Upper Deck Cole Caulfield Young Guns Rookie Card PSA 10 French. So for the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, I wish you the best and we will see you soon.